to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with host Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Welcome to the End Zone Club on KOBJ Radio. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. Our show proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. If you have any trouble and need a lawyer, the best in Austin, Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law, (laughs) that guy too, in the shadow of the University of Texas. Also brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Doug and the guys at Pokey Joe's. Great Texas barbecue with the best side dishes in town. They're open tonight at locations all across Central Texas. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Jay and Sue have it all. The Longhorn Schedule Glasses t-shirt. They've got the Quinn Ewers jersey, the Xavier Worthy jerseys, and the uh, Arch Manning jerseys there at 5222 Burnett Road. S&B Amusements, if you'd like a pinball machine, an arcade machine, talk to Steve and the great folks at S&B Amusements and by Coward and Bastrop, Rocks and the Gang, closed today but open tomorrow at 11 a.m. Ben, good afternoon. Welcome to week zero of college football. We did it. The wait is over. Ladies, you can wake your husband up, get him out of hibernation. Football is back. Football is back. And we already have our first ass kicking of the season. We really do. Brought to you by a little team from Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, that's right. A team from uh, South Bend, Indiana in Dublin, Ireland today. Who are the Irish? Notre Dame crushes Navy 42-3. to You know, this tells me a few things, and I want you, by the way, Scotty Sears is with us. Mark Brooks is with us, too. We have a lot to get into, by the way. We We got college football. We got pro football. We got a lot to get into. And we have Bob Blue of CBS Austin coming up at 635. This game showed me a lot. A, mm-hmm. the portal works. Oh, yeah. Sam Hartman oh, is the quarterback that Notre Dame did not have last year. He was brilliant what today. What a day he had. What a day he had. The great house kid from Westlake High School, yep. the freshman, had a touchdown reception. Yep. And he's got speed. Notre Dame may be a player this year because unlike past Notre Dame teams, they, they, get, a, they got a quarterback and they can pass. And they got speed. Yeah. They got speed. And what a the, the NIO works because it was, you know, and I love, and Mark Brooks, I know you, the Navy guys and Scotty, God bless those guys. They're going to serve our country. But Two great Navy men here, Scotty and Mark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, But it was total domination on the oh, offensive yeah. line. And you know what the weirdest thing is? Going into this game, we kept hearing, is this going to be a new Navy team? Did they finally update their offense? What, what is Navy going to look like? And they had the same offense. Yeah. I was so disappointed. But yeah. it was it was fun to watch in Dublin, Ireland. I love them playing at the soccer stadium. It looked gorgeous. The field is green. I felt like Notre Dame had they had the built-in home field advantage. Sure they did. Just yeah. being in Ireland. But I was so impressed by Ireland. Their, their offense by Ireland. By the Irish. <laughs> I was so impressed by their offense. I mean, yeah. that quarterback. Oh, Hartman. Yeah. Uh, he, that was a statement win. I was wondering where the, the where the heck was Steve Sarkeesian when he was getting his, his receivers because we had one down the road yeah, who's already got a touchdown yeah. in his first game. Uh, it was a great game, and we already have our first cover of the year with we the other game. And it was a big cover, and that may be an indicator too, fellas, for you gamblers out there. 
I believe the Power Five conferences, A, we all know this, have more money to spend on players. Obviously, Notre Dame spent a lot of money on players. Obviously, we the taxpayers are supporting the Navy and the armies and the Air Forces, we the taxpayer. So that could be a key indicator. Okay, do you think there, there will ever be a day, especially now in the NIL era, will there ever be a day where Army or Air Force or Navy can legitimately build a big program? No. No. I don't right? think so. Right? I mean, you got Scotty, Mark, like, there's no way. No. I mean, it, it's not going to be a big program. Now, they may have a schedule where one of them goes 10 and 3 or something and gets in a decent bowl game, but they're not going to be a they're not going to be a playoff team. I mean, in, it, well, my, my take would be if they ever govern how much, like put a put a cap on the NIL payouts, it's very possible that they could they could have access to some of that. Chris money. Del Conte just messaged and said, "Hush your mouth, hush your mouth." <laughs> yeah, I get it. But, yeah, but it's a little bit too wild. The, the Wild West is a little too wild right now. Yeah, and you get a little bit of rains on this thing. It, it's interesting. We just finished the golf show, Ben. We talked about Nathan Petronzio, yeah. an excellent golfer from Lake Travis who graduated from SMU. He's now playing for the Texas Longhorns as a graduate yeah. student. Sam Hartman, who played at Wake Forest, a great quarterback. Broke all the records there. Yeah, and yeah, now he's really at well. Notre Dame because he wants one more year. He's getting a lot of dough and stuff, so it's it's a different world. And you know what I kept thinking during that game? This is a really good audition for the SEC if they want to do that, for the Big Ten if they want to do that, for the ACC. ACC and Big Ten could be fighting over Notre Dame after the season but with this new eruption of the, of the big conferences with the arms race so to speak Notre Dame is still without a conference and they go on and have a great season people will be begging to get them in I don't know if they go someplace else because they still have that big contract from NBC and they've got their TV contract that's but, it that's the only thing but I it's see. a good start of the season for the Irish they'll come back to the states with a a lot of momentum. A little swagger. Going, a little, a little swagger. going forward. Yeah, and, you know, Notre Dame has a, a you know pretty good schedule, but I know they play USC uh, in about a month. And, by the way, USC plays a home game tonight against yeah. San Diego State. They're 30.5-point favorites. And this tells me, if I'm a gambler, I call Guido and say, I'll take, I'll take USC and I'll lay the 30 points against San Diego well, let State. Let me just say something. If you didn't bet Notre Dame, Playing in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're crazy. Another thing on this, and I mean, you guys, you all have been around in the day when when Navy was a, a powerhouse, when those schools were great. I think y'all were, wasn't that? That was back in 1963, Ben, when Navy played <laughs> yeah, Texas. Yeah, you all were alive. At what point are they going to update their offense? I don't know. If they the, will or not. The, the, they can't because they they can't get the giant offensive and defensive linemen. That's just frustrating. Yeah, I think the Westlake coach might make more than the Navy coach. He might. <laughs> but is the, is the I'm Navy, just going to say that. You think that Navy coach has to do a little bit of service like his players do? No. Because no, if no. he doesn't, no. How do you, as a player, who has to go do some service, look at your coach thinking you don't have what it takes to do what I do? Yeah. Well, those guys, I admire those young yes. men and women who go to the service academies because they have commitments after they leave. 
leave school, which is which is admirable. Okay, yeah. phone lines are always open. Comments about the first game, the big game today, Notre Dame over Navy, 42-3. to Tonight, Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Ooh. San Diego State at USC. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to preview and talk about Texas and Rice next Saturday at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. We're going to have predictions on the conference champions, the national champion, and the Heisman. And we're talking about Trey Lance. The 49 strange deal to me, everybody. Oh, well, we can yeah, go we'll, in depth on that. We'll talk about that. Peculiar one. And then our friend Bob Ballou from KITV at 635 here on the End Zone Club. Proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, SNB Amusements, and by Covert and Bastrop. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed Clements and Ben Clements, our show proudly brought to you by Covert and Bastrop. Rocks and the guys were closed today, but open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. SNB Amusements, if you need a pinball machine, an arcade machine, talk to my buddy Steve and he will set you up. It's SNB Amusements, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. All the great Longhorn gear for you at Sue Patrick. Hokey Joe's Barbecue, Doug and the crew, they're open right now. Wonderful Texas barbecue with the best side dishes in all in Austin. And by Howie Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. Ed Clements and Ben Clements. Mark Brooks, a former PGA champion, talking football as is Scotty Sayers. Uh, and Ben Clements talking football. Yeah, Pop, uh, we're going to continue with this, the Texas football and the college football preview. Season's underway. Um, but we need to get into some pro football later. Um, we'll talk about Trey Lance situation. Did you also see... We got our first look at, at Aaron Rodgers in the Jets jersey. He looked good. He looked good. He looked good. He had a, he had a touchdown. He looked strange. It's a different shade of green. It's I'm not going to get used to it, but he looked good. That division, the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, our friend Mitch Morris, the starting center. We like Buffalo. Yeah. You've got the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets with Aaron Rodgers. You have Miami with Tua. If he can keep his head straight, yeah. Tua, and then you've got the Patriots. What a division that is. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited. Um, real quick, let's get back to college football. Uh, seven days from now, we will know the outcome of the Horns' first game against Rice. 2.30 kickoff at DKR. I'm sticking with my prediction. Not a score, over under 65,000 people, and I'm going to take the under. It is going to be so <laughs> freaking hot at that game. I think, Ben, I think, you may, I think there's going to be 75 to 80,000 at the start of the game. Too hot. And at halftime, there'll be 20,000 there. Scotty? I want to know what the over under is on players with cramps. <laughs> yes. Maybe seven? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there will be seven players carried off the field. Hopefully, they'll be fine. Well, but it'll either be cramps or injuries on a hot day. Like, there's some farm around here that's going to make their year supply on bananas during yeah. that game because those sidelines will be full of bananas. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's all, everything is TV driven in this world, but it's just preposterous and ridiculous to have a 230 game where it's going to be 105 degrees, Mark Brooks. Idiotic. I totally agree. It's it's insane. I mean, they're already working on it. They've been working on it hard. This The, the hydration part. Yeah, they have. And, and they've Scotty, been, I hope our 
first team doesn't have to play more than a couple of quarters. So well, let me tell you something. We could play down. the second team and they would okay. beat Rice wait by a 30. Minute. Wait a minute, oh. fellas. Wait a minute. Careful. You know who comes next week? you got to get at least three quarters yeah. with Quinn Ewers and Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy because they got Alabama the next week, Mark Brooks. Well, my deal is you, you play a couple quarters, you put the game away, then they can see what they can do what they want to do at that point. I agree, but I disagree. I kind of like so we saw what happened last year against Alabama. Quinn Ewers goes out. Here comes Hudson Card. In the off chance that something like that happens again, your second-string guys have got to be prepared. We saw that in 2009. Cole McCoy goes out of the national championship. They bring in Garrett Gilbert. Who couldn't he, has, he hadn't played a single snap all season long, and he looked like a deer in headlights. He did well but he wasn't prepared. I know this isn't the national championship, but it's still that same Alabama Crimson Tide. It's one thing that Sarkeesian has told us that he feels really good with the second teamers. I think we're going to see a rotation with the offense and defensive linemen, defensive back, not with the quarterback and wide receiver. Well, probably wide receivers, but he really likes his backup, his depth. And I want to, I want to ask Bob Ballou about this from, from KI Sports. He's coming up with us next segment, but on the depth chart, Malik is the second string. Malik Murphy. But a little part of me in the, the bowels of my gut, I'm thinking that we are more likely to see Arch Manning oh, than Malik. I don't think so. No. No. I don't I don't agree, but I don't think we will either, Ben. Or, okay, and if we if we do, if Malik is the true second string, which if he is, we will see him next Saturday at some point, which will be the first time he's played in game his career in Texas. Will we see Arch Manning at all this season? If Texas goes up fifty to zero in the second quarter, will we see Arch? I say no. I say we see Malik, and I think Arch Manning. I think his role is learn, learn, get bigger, learn the offense, and then fight it out with Malik Murphy in uh, the spring game. Your your NIL value stays up <laughs> by not playing. Yeah, I think he will play at some point, some point this season. He'll he'll get some snaps. I mean, the the red shirt rule is so different than it used to be. Four games. It, it doesn't no. it doesn't blow a season. So no. he's going to take some snaps. The reason I say that is because I'm a paranoid guy by nature. You know, I, I leave the house every day and I'm worried that I'm gonna have you know no pants on. But with Arch Manning, <laughs> is this a keep him happy situation? Because God knows, if he decides I'm going to transfer, Alabama's going to come calling. Clemson will come calling. Tennessee. Everybody will come calling. Is there a little part of Texas and Sarkeesian and even the big powers to be to say, keep them happy? I, I think, you know, Scotty, you know better. I think the Manning family is has embraced Austin. They're building a hotel near your office. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that's right. The Graduate Hotel. Yeah, what was the, the name of it? Yeah, the family's building a hotel. I think they're... I think they're committed to Texas. I don't see them then transferring unless Malik Murphy has such a spectacular fill-in year or next year. I just don't see him transferring. But, I, but I'll say this, and Jeff and I talk about this a lot. Malik Murphy is going to transfer, or, or I don't think Arch, but somebody's going to transfer. That's my exact point. There, there are three great quarterbacks in Texas right now. One of them is a young lad. One of them is the clear starter. Another one could go start this season in Malik Murphy. So that means Malik or Arch will be transferring. Well, let me tell you something. I think Charles Wright, who's the fourth-team quarterback, 
could go play at some college Charles for, Wright, two, yeah. for I two years. The Austin High graduate who had yes. a scholarship to Iowa State, but he declined to come over to Texas. He could be starting right now too. He's a big guy. He's six foot two, has a big arm. Charles Wright could play anywhere and start anywhere in the yes. Big Twelve. He could. Yes, Mark. I'm pulling the reins. <laughs> we we don't have one proven great quarterback yet. So point. Yeah. before we say we have three, let's get one out there. <laughs> we go. He's he's darn good. Yeah. And then if he puts some games to bed, then we can find out if the next guy is really darn good. I yeah. mean, there, there's one there's one thing in practice. There's another when the gun goes off. Okay, let's make some predictions. Let's go around the table. I'll start with you, Ben Clements. The Big 12 champion this year will be. <laughs> I don't even want to do this because like I'm going to say Texas, and that's not because I'm a fan. I'm a homer. I do truly believe Texas will win it. I think they'll be playing Kansas State. It'll be Texas. Okay, Mark Brooks, Big 12 champion. Texas should win it this year. Okay. Scotty I'm saying Sears. Texas and Oklahoma State will be in the Big 12 championship yeah, I, game, I, I think but Texas wins. I think it'll be Texas and TCU, but Texas wins. We're just like the guys on ESPN today. I did see that, and I got a buddy. I got a text from my buddy saying, season's over. They went three for three on, on game day. He's like, they Texas did. win. <laughs> season's over. Okay. But there's never been a more... Clear picture for Texas. Oh, yeah. They need to win the Big 12. Look from top to bottom of talent on the conference. With the schedule. Better than, yeah. Head to head. They're better than everybody. Okay. Uh, SEC champion Mark Brooks is? Georgia. Okay. Um, Scotty Sears, SEC. Georgia. I'm saying Clemson. Alabama. I'm saying Alabama, too. Saying I think Alabama. Nick Saban, because I think Nick Saban was embarrassed last year. I think Nick Saban and Bama won the. Who's SEC. their quarterback? Tell me, tell me his name. Really doesn't matter. Really <laughs> okay. doesn't matter. They're a bunch of badass mofos. They're okay, really, just, really good. Just asking. It's a good. It is a good question. Okay, uh, big, big ten, big ten champion. I say the Michigan Wolverines. We're just topping each other now. Uh, I'm saying Ohio State. I think they come back for blood. Who's Even your, though who's your quarterback? I don't know, but it's it goes. It's like Alabama. Do I know the quarterback? No. Hey, there's a couple options. Do I care? No. They are a powerhouse. They breed five stars. They breed talent. And their coaching is far superior. Ohio State is the Alabama of the North. Okay. They're good. Ohio They're... State for me. Yeah. Wow. Mark Brooks. Michigan. Uh, we, we, we agree. I just think the schedule is so good for Michigan. And also Michigan hosts Ohio State this year. ACC, uh, Scotty Sayers, the champion of the Atlantic Coast Conference, is? Clemson. Yeah, yeah, we know that. We know that. Clemson. I want to say Mac Brown's Tar Heels, but until Debo Sweeney well, hangs his hat up, it's going to be Clemson. Drake May is he's plenty fan- good. He's fantastic. Yeah. Clemson is still incredible. Mark yeah. Brooks, champion ACC. Florida State. Oh, that is a hell of a pick. That would be a great con- conversation for do they go join the SEC that is a or great do they pick. go join the Big Ten because they'll have the cred after that. I'm going to pick uh, North Carolina just because I love Mac Brown. I think Mac Brown after this year will be moving back to Austin. I believe he will you think retire. He's retire. Yeah, I think he's going to retire. See, I think when Drake may goes. When Drake may has gone. How come? Is that just kind of like that's the end of the road? I know a realtor in town has worked with He's not kidding. I just think <laughs> no, he will. I, yeah. I believe you guys. You all know him much better than most in Austin. He Is he just too old to go rebuild? Well, he's, he's no. got the good quarterback, Drake May. And he's a fantastic quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, then what about the Pac-12? The, fast, the last year of the Pac-12. And really, we mean the last it, year of the Pac-12. It's, it's, and that'll be no-brainer. It'll be USC. 
I'm kidding. It's going to be Colorado. Give me, <laughs> give me prime time. Give me Colorado. You new team, it. new face, new champion. By the way, we see prime time next Saturday at 11 o'clock in Fort Worth yeah. against Sunny Dykes and TCU. I'm going prime time. Shock the world. No. <laughs> Let him leave the big the Pac-12 with both middle fingers up, saying you deserve this. Okay, you, you got prime time. I'm going prime time. You mean Colorado, Mark oh, Brooks? USC by USC. <laughs> Three games. Utah. Cam Rising. Oh, you like the former Longhorn. Cam Rising is good. Cam Rising, He's the former Longhorn quarterback. I think you Cam like Ryan. him better than Caleb. I love Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams does not have history on his side because the last Heisman Trophy winner to win back-to-back was help me out. Help me. I know who it is. Do you remember who it is? I'm, I'm sure. Herschel Walker. I don't know. Who was it? Who was it? It was in 1974 okay, and okay. 1975. Archie Griffin. Yeah, okay. Ohio Griffin. State. Yeah. So I like I like Cam Rising and is and it Utah. like is he like 26 or something? How old is he? is it six here for Cam Rising or how many? Oh years yeah, he's he probably he's probably 32. <laughs> he played with Case McCoy. So yeah, it's been long enough. Oh yeah, he and Case he battled Case McCoy. No, really though. Seriously, yeah. I think you know, in looking back at it, Cam Rising. What a loss that was, losing him. Because he did play. He played with Sam Ellinger. He was going to transfer. But, gosh almighty, he would have been starting right now. There would have been no need for Sam. Well, it's, for, it's, uh, for, it's really for good. Uh, Scotty, thanks. Mark, thanks. we got a guest next segment. You're just dismissed from your, your duties here. Thanks for being with us on the End Zone Club, fellas. Thanks a lot. Coming, coming up after the break, Bob Ballou of CBS Austin. I'm Ed Clemens, along with Ben Clemens. We're live at the Deep Eddy Cabaret. More on the End Zone Club right after the news on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Hey, welcome back to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. Our show is proudly brought to you by Howry, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law. If you have any legal needs, these are the best. My friend Randy Howry and crew at Howry, Breen, and Herman, Attorneys at Law. Also brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue, wonderful Texas barbecue, great brisket, ribs, sausage, and turkey, and the best side dishes in town. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. Go and check out suepatrick.com. They have everything that you need for Longhorn gear. Get you ready for the game next Saturday at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. That's Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. S&B Amusements, if you need a pinball machine, an arcade, anything in that vein, uh, talk to my friend Steve at S&B Amusements and by Covert and Bastrop. Rocks and the guys closed yesterday, but they'll uh, close today. 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 It feels like yesterday. My God, they're going to lose some business. It's been a long show. They'll be open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. Our buddy Charlie Combs standing by. We'll have Bobby Ballou on from KITV very, very soon. He's on right now. Okay. Garrett, our producer, says he's on right now. Let's welcome Bob Ballou. Uh, the lead sports anchor on KITV, who's been in Austin for maybe 35, 40 years, who is a native of Dallas, and who knows a ton about Longhorn football. Bob, welcome to uh, the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. You just finished. Hello, Bob. You just finished your, your sportscast. What was your lead story on the sportscast today? Well, you're, you're going to be disappointed. I did not do a sportscast. Uh, the PGA Tour Championship ran. Oh, that's and, right. It's, uh, it's, so it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's still on. So we're uh, it's yeah. We're I'm watching it. Yeah, we're just watching Victor Hovland dominate. That's pretty yeah. much all we do. It, isn't that something, Victor Hovland? He's got a ginormous lead right now, and 
you know, we talked we earlier, Bob, we had uh, John Fields on the show, the head golf coach for Texas, and Mark Brooks, a former PGA champion, and Scotty Sayers and Ben and I, and we commented about his pants. He's wearing the Oklahoma State orange pants, and we wish our Texas players like Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth would wear that kind of color, don't you? I was actually really surprised. You know, Jordan had that opportunity to wear orange on Sundays, and I thought he might take advantage of that when he first got on tour, and he never did, and really none of the guys have done that. Now, that's fine. You know, do what you want to do, but I I have been a little surprised that we haven't gotten more burnt orange on a Sunday from, or even on a Thursday or a Friday, you know, make Mm -hmm. it some kind of uh, Texas thing with these guys, but, you know, I mean, they are two, you know, Spieth and Scheffler are two of the best Probably 10 players in the world, so, you know, they can kind of do whatever they want, I guess. Bob, wait, so you're telling me that K.I., in lieu of a Texas football preview, you guys highlighted the tour championship featuring an Oklahoma State player. Yeah, they can't get off of it. Has K.I. lost his luster with Texas football? (laughs) Yes. uh, We think it's very possible Texas goes winless this year, so we have shifted all of our coverage to... No, of course not. Uh, we, you know, obviously this is not our decision uh, at our at our at our local level, but this is. Uh, I guess they. I didn't even know. I guess they had a rain delay today. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And um, I I walked out to go do the show, and I looked up, and I went, oh, well, guess we're not going to do a show. So here we are, talking Texas Bob- football. Bobby, a week from right now, uh, Ben and I will be on the post game show at Dirty Martin's place. You'll be probably doing a live shot. Uh, from for KITV when the Longhorns battle the Rice House. You know, I've been here a long time. You've been here a long time, too. I can't remember a time when the hype has been so big for this Texas Longhorn football team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be 05. As much as people want to talk about 08 and 09, I mean, I guess it was 2009 probably a little bit, too. But, um, you know, you remember coming off that 08 season, it was such a surprise that they did what they did. Um to take that next step the next year, but there, we knew they were going to have to do so without Quan Cosby, without Brian Arakpo, without Roy Miller. There was, there was a long list of talent. We assumed they would be very good and most likely compete for the national championship. But I would say that's probably the last time since, you know, the 2005 season we felt this. Now, obviously, every year there's a lot of hype around Texas. But to feel it to this extent, and with good reason, uh, for the first time, I think, in a long time, I, I think you can... You can tangibly see it. If you go to a practice or you watch Texas anytime this offseason and you see these guys, the look is different. The speed is different. The size is different. This is all different. Now, does that translate into a double-digit win season? I, I would think so. I, I, my personal comment to everybody who asks about this, I just keep saying, they're really going to have to mess this up to not be really good this year. And I just don't think that's going to happen. There is just way, way too much talent on this team for them. To, I mean, there is NFL talent all over the place at almost every position. And so I think it's going to be really hard for this team to not be good this year. The question is, can they be great? Can they be elite? Can they be a playoff contender? And that's what we're going to wait to see. Yeah, Bob, the, the, the big storyline this season for Texas, besides just the overall uh, expectations as Quinn Ewers, who in his debut with Texas last season, he was good. He wasn't great. He had he had injuries. He didn't play a full season. What is what does a good season look like for Quinn Ewers? Is that a a draft bid? Is that you know 
winning winning ten games. What does a good Quinn Ewers season look like? You know, it's interesting you say that because every year it feels like going into the year we've heard from coaches, well, you've got to have all your quarterbacks. At some point you're going to need them all. There's probably going to be an injury. There's going to be – so, okay, well, we got Sam and Shane or we got Sam and Hudson or we got Hudson and Quinn and we got – you don't hear that this year. And that's not a knock on Malik or Arch. That's just – this is Quinn Ewer's opportunity to showcase himself to the point that if he has a really, really good season, he will have the option to go to the NFL draft and be a first-round pick. And I don't think that's just this outlandish thought. I mean, I think that's what everybody kind of expects. And and we've learned over the years that everything we expect with Texas football usually doesn't come through. But again, I just think there's too much here to, to go on. I think Quinn Ewers has taken a lot of the right steps this offseason in what we've heard. Um, and that is more toning his body, nutrition, and leadership. And I think those are the things that you need to see him take a step forward in. Does any of that translate to the football field? That's what we wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, to me, is where you hold your, you kind of hold your breath, you have your pause of like, okay, they've done all the right things, we're hearing all the right things, they say all the right things, the look is right, but how much of it actually translates into not blowing second-half leads, uh, finishing in the fourth quarter, all the things that matter when it comes into crunch time of a game where they're going to be, it's a one-possession game late, who's your guy that you turn to, whether it's a running back or a wide receiver or whatever, or a tight end, can Quinn be that guy? Can Quinn take that step and be the guy that closes? And that's all we're waiting on. To be, that, that's, that's what I'm waiting on. We can see him make all the throws in the first half. They can do everything. In the fourth quarter when there's two minutes to go and you've got to go get a field goal to win the game or go get a touchdown to win the game, can Quinn Ewers do it? And that's what we, we have to wait and see. It's, it's rare that any, any sports talk will talk about a, a third-string quarterback, but <laughs> tech, Texas has a, a different kind of third-string quarterback. Bob, in your opinion, is there any any party that thinks that Steve Sarkeesian will have or feel some public pressure to play Arch Manning maybe more times than not if there's a big blowout you bring in Malik or you 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 fall to public pressure to keep Arch Manning happy and play him uh, I know I can't cuss on the radio <laughs> I, can cuss, I can obviously I can obviously cuss on TV anytime I want but I can't cuss on the radio I don't think Sark gives two you-know-whats about anything publicly, about anything the media says, about anything. I really don't. I think he has a plan in place, and the plan is, number one, to let Malik and Arch compete for the backup quarterback spot. And when they go into the first game, if we see, maybe we'll see an or, you know, Mac loved the oars. Hey, McCoy. Or, or Connor Wood, or Connor Burr, <laughs> or David Ash, or but but I, if we see an or there, fine. But if he names Malik Murphy as a backup quarterback, then when they play Rice and the opportunity for the number two guy to go in is is Malik Murphy. Malik Murphy's going to play. Now, if they're up fifty-eight nothing like they were a couple years ago, we might see Arch. I do not believe. Stark feels this necessity to get Arch 
uh, reps just because he's Arch Manning and just because of who he is. If he's going to get Arch Manning reps, it's because Arch Manning deserves reps. It's because he's earned reps. And that's how Sark has tried to build this program. You know, in year one, I kind of asked him a little bit about this. In year one, Sark made the comment before the year started. Somebody asked him about the roster, and his comment was, I wouldn't exactly build the roster this way. And that was my moment of, oh, no, this is not going to be good. Um, (laughs) Did I think it would be 5-7 and bad? No, of course not. But his rotations and the way he wanted to rotate players never really happened because he didn't have the ability to do it. Now he does. Now he can rotate players. Now he can rotate on the defensive line or on the offensive line or a wide receiver or you name the position, he feels comfortable rotating players. Well, that kind of leads into what happens at the quarterback position. If, If Malik Murphy wins this job as the backup quarterback, I don't think Sark will have any hesitation to put Malik in and let him play a little bit uh, when when there is that opportunity against Rice, against Wyoming, whoever it is. But I do not believe he will feel the need to play Arch Manning just to play Arch Manning. Bob Lewis was a very significant development. Bob Lou with us from KITV. Let me just ask you this. Is this a team that wins the Big 12 championship? Is this Texas team a team that can go to the Final Four? I mean, it is it is a team that does. Me predicting that they win the Big 12 title or go to the playoff or all of those things. Um, they have the talent to do it. They have the roster to do it. Do they have the clutchness to do it? Do they have the coaching in the big moments to do it? All of that is stuff we just can't answer. Yeah. Because we have to see it. You know what I mean? Like, as fun as it is for us to be, yeah, yeah, the talent's there. Of course it is. Yeah. That's what they're building toward. They're building toward that SEC roster. They're building toward everything that you want to see when they go into the SEC next year. Yes, all of the talent is there for this team to be a playoff team this year, 100%. But can they be one? Hey, Bob, really quick. overcome all, all the Texas stuff? Yeah. Really quick last question. Will the SEC be pay, paying close attention to Texas and Oklahoma this year? Yes. I think they want to see what they're, what's coming in and what that what that looks like. And as much as they can say we're not worried about them or it's going to take them a while to figure all this out, no, that's not true at all. Texas and Oklahoma very much understand what they're getting themselves into, and I think Texas especially will be well prepared when they go to the SEC next year. Hey, Bob, thanks for being being with us. Are you going to be on the air at 10 o'clock tonight, or will this golf still be on? I hope so. My God, are they playing under the lights? Let's hope not. Maybe so. Okay, buddy, and you'll have the highlights from the Cowboys uh, in their final preseason game, I'm sure. Hey, thanks a million. Best to the family. Best to Amy and Walt Makavorsky and all the great folks there at KI. And thanks for being with us on the End Zone Club here on KLBJ, amigo. Absolutely. Look forward to doing it again soon. All right, Bobby. See you, Bob. Bye-bye now. Bobby Ballou at KITV, the lead anchor, one of the best in all of our town. When we come back, Ben and I will talk about This strange trade by the Cowboys yesterday for Trey Lance, the quarterback for the 49ers. We'll talk about that and much, much more. We'll return to the End Zone Club here at the Deep Eddie Cabaret on KLBJ. Back on the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ live from the Deep Eddie Cabaret. Thank you to our great friends over at Howard Breeden Herman, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burner Road, SMB Amusements at Cover and Bastrop, closed today, open tomorrow. Uh, we need to switch gears. We've been discussing Texas football. Uh, starts next week. 
2.30 kickoff against the Rice Owls. And again, just a reminder, we're going to be at Dirty Martin's yep. place after the game, 5-7. to seven. So yep. come by after the game, have a burger and beer, and, and, and listen to the show. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. So we are uh, also we're, we're getting close, inches away from, from pro football, NFL. Biggest story this week for you Cowboys fans. There's a new backup, third string. I don't, I don't yeah. know what we're going to call it, but the Cowboys have acquired Trey Lance from the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy is officially their starting quarterback. And, no surpri- Sam, and Sam Darnold is the backup. Yeah. Yep, and so Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy, which was a uh, – I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm in a crowd Cowboys group text with a lot of Cowboys fans, and nobody saw this coming. It was a peculiar pickup by, by Jerry Jones. Right off the bat, I think it was unnecessary. The Cowboys had a a diligent, uh, well versed backup in Cooper Rush, who is a he he, he won games he last won season. Games, yeah. And this is just an unnecessary uh, use of your finances for Jerry Jones. I, I don't get it either, Ben, because they give up a fourth round and they got to pay him a lot of money. And here's a guy you don't want to see on the field. You've got a forty million plus quarterback in Dak Prescott. You've got Cooper Rush, as you said is a really good backup who's yeah. won some key games. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And Trey Lance is terrible. Because you've got Jonathan Taylor back there from Indianapolis looking for a team. I guess you're going to have Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn as being the one-two deal for the Cowboys. But this is was totally unnecessary to me. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And you're right, Trey Lance has not looked good. He was beaten out by Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, the last player chosen in yeah. last year's draft, and Sam Darnold, the journeyman pro, yeah. and there's Trey Lance. I don't get it. Yeah, well, by the way, we're also joined by Charlie Combs. If you, you remember him, a, a frequent collaborator and guest host in the show. Charlie, what was your reaction when you saw Trey Lance was a cowboy? I'm not ready to write it off yet, but I, I have a theory. I, uh, I think our former president was in the news too much, and I think Jerry wanted some time. <laughs> He wanted, Jerry wanted to be on TV. I don't get it because in a perfect world, the Cowboys don't see Trey Lance for two, three years or something. At most. I, I agree mean, with you. Yeah. And, I, and I go back to what was Jerry seeing in preseason? I don't know if you saw his stats. It, they weren't good. Trey Lance, who at one point we thought was going to be the heir to the 49ers, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. They drafted Brock Purdy last overall, and they gave him the job last season. The deal with Brock Purdy, Ben, that to me was a joke because Brock Purdy, the last player taken, Mr. Irrelevant, yep. in the draft, I think that was kind of like, okay, let's take Brock Purdy yeah. to, to work out with the team. Yeah. We'll cut him. He'll go back to Iowa and be in a, a corn farm or whatever. Yeah, but the guy, okay. to credit for Brock Purdy, played beautifully, you know, and, and, and he's going to be their quarterback for a while because they've got an offense that's set up where you don't need a dynamic quarterback. And obviously Trey Lance is not the quarterback they thought he was coming out of North Dakota State. Well, yeah, I, I, I assume that Jones family knows something that the public does not. I don't they know. They see something they don't because why would they make this move? Jerry Jones, he's brash, he is, he's confident, but he's not an idiot. He's not, he's not a dumbass, that guy he is. He knows something, and I do trust Jerry Jones. As as bad as they've been since 2000, I trust Jerry Jones in the situation. There are a few owners that have lasted as long as he has. They got him for a reason. Maybe he, they think wow, that he can learn from Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott and Trey Lance, they play a they similar, play game. similar game. Thank you, Charlie. I completely agree so with you, Ben. Maybe there's a chance that 
Dak Prescott will be the guy for three more, three or four more years. And then he hand the keys to Trey Lance, who can learn that entire time, be a student of the game, and it'll be an easy transition for that offense. I, I guess you, you have him as the third string quarterback travel with you, but in, it's going to be a worst-case scenario if he ever gets in a, in a game. You know, I think if we hadn't given up as much for him, I'd like it a lot more. Yeah. But it seems like a lot right now. It does seem like a lot to me too, Charlie, because I just think that, you know, again, in a perfect world, you never see him on the field. You very seldom see Cooper Rush on the field. Well, you saw him a lot last year. You had to because that of injury. Prescott, he, he's a brittle guy. We, we, we know the Cowboys, there's a use for a backup quarterback. So... But it's just weird. Trey Lance, of all people, that's who mm-hmm. they that's who they trade a fourth-round pick for. Who knows? Again, though, Jerry Jones, call him what you will. He hasn't put together the greatest team, but he's a smart guy, and he knows football more than most owners. He's more involved than most owners. So they see something in Trey Lance than that I think the public does. I, I have faith that there are similarities in their game. He'll learn from Dak Prescott and... He could become a better quarterback than he would have been under Brock Purdy. Well, now I guess with this Trey Lance deal, we won't see Jonathan Taylor of the Colts coming to the Cowboys, which I think would have been a really yeah. cool deal with Tony Pollard, Jonathan Taylor, and Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. So it appears now they have faith in Deuce Vaughn and Tony Pollard to carry the load. Uh, elsewhere around the NFL, B. John Robinson has made another headline. Did you see his one-handed grab? No, I didn't. They ran, though, so the uh, the Falcons ran a screen. It's such a simple thing. They ran a screen. Quarterback threw behind Bijan. Had a great behind-the-back one-handed catch. The Falcons fans are so excited for Bijan that it makes me giddy. Season starts in uh, in a couple weeks. A week from Sunday. A week from a week Sunday. From, a week from Thursday. A week from Thursday, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see Bijan. Also, with Texas NFL News, devastating with the Marvin Overshow yeah, out for the season with the uh, the torn ACL. The Cowboys fans were so excited to see him. Mm-hmm. But Texas fans still have Bijan to look forward to. You and Charlie are fantasy football players. Yeah. Do you take Bijan or you, have you had your yeah. draft yet? Or We haven't had our draft yet. We're in the league with some buddies. James Laughlin in that league, mm-hmm. a frequent guest of the show, uh, assistant coach for the Pelicans. Uh, Sam Clatt, another frequent guest of the show, but Bijan, you know, it's it's weird because in the age of fantasy football, you don't think that a rookie running back will have a high draft status in these made-up leagues, but people love Bijan to go to Atlanta and be a great running back for the Falcons and also be a really big point maker in fantasy football. Oh, I want him, Ben. I do too. I think Bijan will have an immediate impact, immediate impact on the Falcons, and you know why I know that? guys because the falcons aren't really playing him in preseason yeah and that's the telltale mm-hmm. sign for this guy is going to be a key contributor okay the cowboys are playing las vegas raiders in arlington ironically i don't know if ironic but uh, vegas is a five-point favorite in that game uh i don't preseason I, preseason who cares <laughs> why did you even mention the uh, la- <laughs> later tonight and just a little bit it's going to be southern cal versus yeah, uh, San Jose State. I think what we saw at Notre Dame. 31 point spread, by the way, in USC. Yeah, I would take USC all the way. Yep. If, if I watch the Notre Dame game today, I'm picking yes. USC minus 31. In this day and age of NIL, 
USC is loaded with NIL. Especially when you have the reigning Heisman Trophy quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Charlie, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for being with us on the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio again. Next week, we'll be at Dirty Martin's Place after the Longhorns and Rice Owls. 2.30 kickoff. We'll be on the air at 5. End Zone Club at 6 o'clock. Come down. It's going to be cool at Dirty Martin's. Great hamburgers, great beer, so come see us in. Thanks to Garrett back at the KLBJ studios. For everybody here at the Cabaret, I'm Ed Clement. So long for now on KLBJ.